Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Friday, November 20th, 2015, and welcome to the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network, WCWS Revolution. I am once again Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw right back on the line here with you and making his long-anticipated return here to the Radio Network Airwaves, uh, the man who will not make you go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, uh, of course, one half of the team that brings you Attitude Radio every Saturday night at 9, right here on TalkShoot.com. Uh, of course, the newest member of the Raw Radio, Fast 5, of course, Raw Radio, every Monday afternoon at 3, right here on TalkShoot.com. A 2014 Hall of Famer and a dual champion here in WWS. I give you the one and the only King NWOGTS, Gerard T. Smith, has made his way back on the line here with us. And on the chat box here tonight, also from Raw Radio, the human suplex machine, John Gross. Gerard, John, welcome to the Friday edition of WWS Revolution. I'm back. Who missed me? <laughs> <laughs> About everybody there. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. And uh, it's going to get. Uh, we're going to do some uh, tough wrestling talk here a little bit earlier tonight, here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, Gerard T. Smith will be bringing us our wrestling news of the day. Of course, I'm sure there's two or three little things that happen in the world of wrestling. Gerard will dig them up and bring them here to a server on a silver platter. And, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, will be bringing us our wrestling histories and birthdays here tonight. I'm sure we have a boatload of them. Plus, of course, our our uh, wrestling uh, revisited series concludes 
on The Undertaker, of course, it will be an all-out discussion. Uh, Gerard has uh, has a very interesting topic that we'll talk about. Uh, and, of course, John, John and I may have may have one or two more as well. But if you, if you care to join myself, Gerard, and John here on the talk here tonight, please feel free to join us, 1-724-444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUND and press that one if you have any questions for me, Gerard, or John or whomever else decides to make a surprise appearance here on the Revolution Show. Of course, as we said, the Revolution Show is the mothership broadcast of the radio network. <clears throat> and, of course, the Revolution News Desk here once again being manned by our own King NWO, Gerard T. Smith. And I'm sure he likes to say he's got like a, um, like I said, a boatload of news ready to serve it up on a silver platter. So, Gerard, my man, uh, take her away and fire it up. Huh? 
professional Whoa. wrestling champion. Yeah. <laughs> Known as AJ Lee, who fought against stereotypes, forced the men into her industry to view her respect inspired huge fan base. Over two million Twitter followers with her fee- fierce independent streak and a deal. Huh. That's something to look out for, I guess. Kind of weird having TNA on a Tuesday night now, wouldn't it be? Yes, it would. Hmm. Well, that's all the news I have. It's not a very good news day today. Uh, Gerard, there. Thank you very much, your partner. Uh, of course, uh, uh, um, <clears throat> giving us a few more little tidbits here and there. Uh, I was about to comment on one of the matches that they have lined up for Survivor Series. The uh, match between Tyler Breeze and Dolph Ziggler. I was yeah. going to call it the show-off versus showing-off. <laughs> so you can guess which one's which. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but be interesting. But uh, uh, J.D., thank you very much. I mean, J.D., Gerard, Gerard, <laughs> you don't come to this phone and slap me in a minute. <laughs> you call me what? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. But, yeah, uh, they sound the same, but the G and the J. So there you go. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Gerard, thank you very much there, Bud, for providing us with the news tonight. Uh, the human suplex machine, John Gross, has got our wrestling history and our wrestling birthdays, of course, to this date on November the 20th. And he's got a boatload here, Gerard. You might find a lot of these pretty darn interesting. Uh, the WCW presented Battle Bowl back in 1993 in the Civic Center in Pensacola, Florida. Wrestlers would be paired off for one-off tag team matches via the Lethal Lottery, with winners advancing to an over-the-top battle royal, with the winner of the battle royal declared the winner a battle bowl. Uh, and then John was saying something before I go with the rest of the history to Gerard. He said, don't you ever call, he was telling me not to call you J.D. ever again or he'll go Dave Chappelle on you. <laughs> Do you remember Dave Chappelle impersonated Rick James by slapping someone? Wow. Uh, <laughs> but uh, okay, yeah, Gerard didn't find that funny. <laughs> okay, we're teasing Gerard. We're teasing everybody. Uh, on this date here, uh, 21 years ago in Tokyo, Bull Nakano defeated Alundra Blaze to win the WWF Women's Championship. Alundra Blaze, which everyone now remembers her as Medusa, had a 342-day run as the Women's Champion. Wow. I had no idea. Hmm. Also, in the state of 2002, of course, it goes to TNA when it was referred to as NWA TNA, with Jeff Jarrett defeating Ron Killings, because everyone knows him now as R Truth, to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. <clears throat> also, in the state here in 2011, of course, the Survivor Series in Madison Square Garden, CM Punk would defeat Alberto Del Rio to win the WWE Championship. Punk would have a 14-month reign as WWE champion until he lost the belt to The Rock. I think that that was the match at um, Royal Rumble in 2000 and 
thirteen, I believe it was, was when was when The Rock came back and defeated Punk for the for the title, I think. And of course, Punk's reign was the longest since Hulk Hogan's four year run in the mid nineteen eighties. So that's pretty interesting. The Rock also made his in ring return for the first time since WrestleMania twenty, in the same arena that the team up with John Cena to defeat R Truth and The Miz. So this was the one where they said never, never before, never again. I think that's what it was hyped up as, right? Right. Right. Right, Gerard, uh, yeah, The Rock and Cena versus R-Truth. Okay, that's right. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> also, one year later, 2012, Caitlin was arrested for an outstanding warrant on an unpaid speeding ticket. She was released after posting bond at $300. Hmm. I didn't know that. Hmm. Uh, uh, John, anything else there, bud? Oh, John is asking Gerard since since Attitude Radio will not be here tomorrow night. He wants to know if we can if we can do the wrestling histories and birthdays for tomorrow tonight. Would you like to hear? We sure can, John. Yes, John. Please bring him to us there, bud. And it'll be for tomorrow night. Of course, it'll be uh, November twenty first. So please, by all means, bring him to us. You you got to admit though, Gerard. John likes to stay busy on this, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, good job, yeah. John. Absolutely, John. Of course, like I said, like I said before, ladies and gentlemen, Gerard is, of course, <clears throat> uh, we'll just say the, the big timer here in WWUS. Of course, as I said before, he is a Hall of, he's a 2014 WWS Hall of Famer. He is, of course, the host of Attitude Radio every Saturday night at nine, right here on TalkShow.com. He is now a member of the Fab Five that brings you Raw Radio every Monday afternoon at three right here on TalkShow.com. He is and Gerard, this is the perfect name. This is perfect nickname here. He is a he is the and the key word here is the mainstay here of all of pretty much all the shows in the radio network. Of course, you can hear him of course on Revolution and Wolfpack as well. <clears throat> uh, and also, he is a dual title holder here in WWS as I mentioned many many times. He is one half of the WWS World Tag Team Champions, along with the JML Experience, of course, known as the Brew Crew, as well as the current WWS European Champion. <clears throat> and, of course, a lot of people, hopefully pretty soon here, Gerard, might be gunning for those belts. I know you'll be primed and ready to go to defend them at any time. So. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay, here we go for some of the – here we go. John's loading up the birthdays here for tomorrow night. would be November 21st. Uh, 26 years ago, November 21st, 1989, Ted Turner signed the papers finalizing the deal between he and Jim Crockett Promotions. Turner rebrands Crockett Promotions as WCW. They would remain under the NWA banner until 1993. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. He said it was 88. I'm sorry. 1988, not 89, but 88. Okay. There he was correct. Thank you for that correction there, John. Appreciate that. Uh, what else do you have for us here for tomorrow night there, John? 
Also on uh, tomorrow, November twenty first, nineteen ninety nine, Bret Hart won the WCW Championship in a tournament at Mayhem. WCW Mayhem. I remember this. Yes. Oh, yes, I remember. This was the one, Gerard, where Bret Hart faced Benoit in, in the finals for the WCW Championship. Yeah, I remember that. Was, and Gerard, you might remember this, this, this moment that John just mentioned. Was Bret Hart considered a heel around this point in time, or was he on the verge of becoming one around late 99? Early 2000, I think. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Because, of course, the beginning of 2000, I think, that's when the NWO 2000, I think, pretty much got started, I think. Yeah, that's right. Right. A year later here, on, this, on November 21st in the year 2000, Michelle's, Michelle's main man, Billy Gunn, defeated Eddie Guerrero to win the Intercontinental Championship. I'm sure Michelle might flip over that. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed there, Gerard. But I sent um, I sent Michelle a picture of a poster for the uh, for an upcoming independent event that Billy Gunn is supposed to be a part of. I think it happened not too long after he was fired by WWE over that situation. Yeah, I've seen that. I I heard rumors too. Uh, if he can keep himself clean. He might say WWE might hire him back. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, I hope so, too. I would love to see him back in WWE. But uh, I sent that picture to uh, Michelle. I said, Michelle, for you, Michelle, a little eye candy. And she just, I think she went nuts whenever I sent the picture. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was a picture of Billy Gunn just in his tights, no shirt or anything. <laughs> so I figured she'd get a kick out of that. Well, also, like 52 or 54 or something so good he can he can do some wrestling uh again until uh you do some independent and then uh if wwe will hire him back as a trainer or whatever sure i i would love like i would love to see him back in some capacity i mean it's just not the it's, i'm sure it's not the same around there without him so i mean i'm sure he was an excellent trainer and all that so also on this date in 2009, the uh, I'm sorry, tomorrow's date in 2009, the Hulkamania tour began. It made its first of four stops in the Rod Levere Arena in Melbourne, Australia. Okay, I remember that too. Also a year later, 2000, November 21st, 2010, Gerard, you might remember this match. Randy Orton and Wade Barrett wrestled for the WWE title with John Cena as the referee. The stipulation, the stipulations was that if Barrett won, Cena would be free from Nexus. But if Barrett lost, Cena would be fired. Yeah, I remember that. Was that when Cena was made was 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 made to be a part of the Nexus? Yeah, that's what I thought. Barrett lost the match and Cena was fired. However, he returned a month later to play mind games on the Nexus. And John has made one more request, Gerard, and I will let you make the call on this. He wants to do Sundays as well. Yeah, go ahead if Chad says so. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't mind. I mean, I want to make sure you know. Go. I don't want to. I don't want Gerard to be sitting there acting like he's going to be bored or anything. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, John, go ahead. Bring, bring us uh, Sundays. Yes, bring us Sundays, please. Of course, speaking of Sunday, I will mention here our special edition of Revolution to be our Survivor Series uh, preview show at six o'clock Eastern, right here, one three eight zero five five pound. We'll be talking about all the matches and making our predictions, our bets for uh, for for each of the matches. Of course, we'll also be doing a <clears throat> um, probably one or two little bets here and there, and um, and I can't wait. I think uh, JD may be making his return his, his return back on. I think Sunday. I'm not sure. Uh, Gerard, I hope you'll be able to make it Sunday 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 evening at six o'clock. Uh, uh, I should be able to. Okay, great, great. Um, uh, John told me he will not make it. Uh, I'm not sure who else will, so I'm hoping we'll have a good amount of people. So definitely don't miss out from six to seven, an hour before Survivor Series, right here on TalkShoot.com. One three eight zero five five pound. Remember the phone number one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. All right, John. Is, uh, John Gross is also going to provide us with the wrestling uh, birthdays and history for this coming Sunday, November 22nd. Okay, on November 22nd, 1984, Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair went one-on-one for the NWA TNA title. So it's the NWA title. Okay, TNA wasn't around that time. Okay, he said 84. So, uh, and Ric Flair obviously defeated Dusty Rhodes. I do remember this. Yeah, of course, I, I remember it. Remember that? And, of course, John brought up another interesting factoid uh, on November 22nd, of course, 1990. Everyone remembers what happened at the 1990 Survivor Series. It's the overall court. Uh, for two debuts. First of all, it was the gobbledygooker uh, <laughs> made, his de- made his debut. And, of course, the one and only man from the dark side, the phenom himself, The Undertaker. Made his debut at the nineteen uh, November twenty second, nineteen ninety. Okay. Man, it's hard to believe it's been twenty five years since he debuted. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of crazy. Yep, but he's still the man. My personal opinion. Um, and of course, it says the Undertaker eliminated Coco Beware and Dusty Rhodes in the elimination match that he was that he debuted in. And also, uh, November twenty second, nineteen ninety eight, featured the the last event, the last uh, uh, World War Three pay per view. I think that was the WCW event, I believe. <clears throat> and two thousand on November twenty second, two thousand five, in London, Juventus defeated Nuzio to win the cruiserweight title. That's what he was doing. I guess the Mexicals thing or something. They're riding around on the lawnmowers and stuff like that. I remember that. Uh, the Juan Deer, that's what he called it. <laughs> <laughs> John, John Deer, Juan Deer. <laughs> that's great. On November 22, 2010, also, the Miz cashed in his money in the bank, briefcase to defeat Randy Orton to win the WWE title. Yeah, I remember that, too. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. 
John, any any more history and any uh, birthdays for today, tomorrow, or Sunday? Oh, we talked about last night, Gerard. Last night, yesterday would have been uh, the birthday of Miss Elizabeth. Oh, really? Yes, yes. I was telling everybody earlier in the week, I saw this picture on in the Heaven Wrestling Federation page. Someone had drew this. It was, it was of George the Animal Steel sitting there crying underneath a tree. I know this is not... Now, this, this is not in real life, but this, they just did an illustration of this. That he was right—he was kneeling right near a couple of tombstones. One of them being of the Mantra Man, and the other one being of Miss Elizabeth. And he was actually—and there was a—and then a, above him, it was—you you, you could see what he was thinking, and it was a picture of the Mantra Man and Miss Elizabeth as they looked like a long time ago. He was sad that both of them were gone, pretty much, is what the illustration was. That was a nice little picture. And uh, <clears throat> and I said this was the last time that Raw had the WWE Championship changed hands. Okay. And John said there was no birthday, so... John, thank you very much for providing that. Of course, we got an extended version of the wrestling history and birthdays here tonight. Uh, for the, tonight, the 20th, tomorrow, the 21st, and Sunday, the 22nd. Uh, John, thank you very much. And Gerard, as always, thank you very much for providing us with a little, with a little extra uh, uh, wrestling headlines to uh, get us fired up for the rest of the program, rest of the evening. Uh, 1-724-444-7444. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound this is, of course, the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, WWS Revolution. I'm, of course, Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with you, and joining me tonight is the one and the only King NWO GTS, no, not go to sleep, Gerard T. Smith. <clears throat> of, course, of course, I mentioned his credentials here just a few moments ago, and, boy, he's he's got a good amount of them. He is, of course, now part of the Fat Five that brings you Raw Radio every Monday afternoon at three right here on TalkShoe.com. The host of Attitude Radio, co-host, one of the co-hosts of Attitude Radio, which you can hear every Saturday night at nine right here on TalkShoe.com. He's a 2014 Hall of Famer, a dual title holder in WWS, <clears throat> and of course a main, the mainstay of the WWS Radio Network, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, also, of course, join us on the chat box here tonight. Also part of the Raw Radio Fat Five. The human suplex machine, John Gross, of course, on the chat box. And John had one more thing, um, Gerard, to mention is about the 2009 Survivor Series. Kofi Kingston defeated two former world champions in an elimination match, and they were CM Punk and Randy Orton. Hmm. Okay. Very interesting. Well, gentlemen, we'll go ahead and dive right on into our, of course, our big, our last big time statement here of wrestling revisited. Of course, we are, of course, all week long we've been talking about the Phenom, the Undertaker, leading up, of course, to the two, to the 2015 Survivor Series this Sunday. Of course, it's been 25, you'll be 25 years on Sunday since the Undertaker made his first, made his debut here in the WWE, uh, and Gerard has come up with a very interesting topic here tonight. And, Gerard, I will let you go on right ahead, sir, and bring it, bring it all into light here so we can all we can all hear and start talking about my man. Please fire away. All 
get going. Um, Kama Mustafa. We all know who he is or who he was. He had a bitter feud, a brutal feud with The Undertaker. Um, and uh, he melted down the urn for a necklace. I thought that was a very uh, heelish move. It was very... Uh, I thought it was a... Uh, it was borderline storyline, I guess, but uh, kind of cool back in the day. Certainly. Certainly. Um, of, course, well, of course, this of course occurred at uh, WrestleMania 11 uh, or during the ma- match between Undertaker and King Kong Bundy. Of course, King Kong Bundy was a part of the Million Dollar Man's uh, corporation or team, whatever you want to call it, whatever he called it at the time. Uh, uh, during the match, Undertaker jumped out to the ring, outside the ring right behind Ted DiBiase and surprised him and retrieved the urn. And then Ted DiBiase ran, ran off and finally gave the urn immediately to Paul Bear. Paul Bear, I think, was able to hold on to it. Gerard, I think, what a good five minutes at least before he, yeah. Ted DiBiase calls out Kama, and Kama comes out and just knocks out Paul Bear <clears throat> and then gets the urn and runs off with it. And then, of course, Jim Ross tries to flag him down and say, that's not yours, it's not your property, it's not your property. I said, it's mine now, it's mine now. I'm going to tell you, make jewelry, another down, make jewelry out of it. So, <clears throat> even though Undertaker would go on to defeat Bundy to win the match at WrestleMania 11, uh, of course, the one thing the one thing they were hoping to do they couldn't, they weren't able to do, and that was, and that was get retrieve the urn and hold on to it. So, uh, what, Gerard, what's your overall take on the... Uh, on on this uh, on this encounter at WrestleMania 11 involving the Undertaker. Uh, I thought it was very good how they put it uh, together. Uh, you know, it was kind of controversial, but yeah, you need that sometimes. I think WWE is missing that now. They're not doing the you know borderline uh, storylines which they should be doing, and uh, maybe that's what they're missing. I don't know, but uh, I like back in the day they did some storylines that, you know, kind of got everybody talking or everybody, you know. Certainly. I'll have to agree. Uh, uh, And uh, speaking of WrestleMania, Gerard, I actually kind of quizzed. I had, uh, of course, J.D. and Gregory, and I also had Kendrick. I mean, you remember Kendrick. A uh, friend of Rhonda's uh, on the show last night, and I kind of quizzed them on this because I found out a little interesting tidbit here. While I was doing some research on the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak, there were two WrestleManias that uh, <clears throat> that uh, Undertaker did not appear, and it was because of injury. I would, I'm sure you probably know, with at least you know, probably I'm sure you would know at least one of the two. Uh, would you like to care to take a guess? As to which ones they were that he did not appear in during between the time that he uh, debuted at WrestleMania and of course now there was only two that he did not wrestle at because it was because of injury on both occasions. Uh, you can just tell me I can't remember. Uh... Okay, well, okay, but you'll find it's pretty interesting. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know this either until I read this. First one was WrestleMania 10. He did not wrestle at WrestleMania 10. 
because, like I said, because of injury. And the other one was Wrestle was it was known as WrestleMania 2000, but I think it was number 16. As a matter of if you look in, if you go in, go in the order of them, I think. So WrestleMania 10 and 16, he did not wrestle at, at all. Well, I did not know that. Yeah. And like I said, someone started a Wikipedia thing on the streak, and it's very interesting to read, by the way. So, um, but we also we noticed that going towards like uh, the later years where he wrestled, that the matches got longer and longer than they than than before, because he would be able to win in about maybe six like six or seven minutes. Excuse me. But then towards later years, some of his other matches lasted like twenty between twenty and thirty minutes tops. Pretty interesting. Uh, speaking of Survivor Series, Gerard, I just want to curve away for just one minute. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to do this thing on it because I think you would, you definitely get a kick out of this. Um, I found this little birthday game, and I posted it on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. And I would love to get your, I would love to see. What your what your survivor what your survivor series team is by your your birth month will determine the captain the, your birthday will determine one of one of his partners your first initial will determine a tag team within this team and the last initial will determine like another singles wrestler so yeah, okay. Uh, okay what is your birthday by the way I, I, tell me again please I, I my apologies August. August the seventeenth. Seventeenth. Well, here here you go. But I can tell you the first. I can tell you the right, flat off. Your team captain is Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> hey, that starts <laughs> off pretty good. That, that's, that's indeed. And you said the seventeenth was your birthday, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. One of your partners is Edge. Oh wow, that's just getting better. Yeah. Well, it well it is indeed, and here and and here it is. The tag team involved uh, for you is the British Bulldogs. Oh. And your other singles wrestler is Christian. Wow, wow, that's. Uh... That's pretty good. You got Edge and Christian, you got the British Bulldogs, and leading the force is Ric Flair. Wow. <laughs> Only if your first name started with an R, it would have been a little bit sweeter. Because letter R is the Outsiders. Oh, damn it, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I, I read I, and I read all these off to everybody, and I'll, and I'll do it right fast here for you, but I can tell you all this right here in no time flat. You'll, you'll get a kick out of this, by the way. Uh, January, and here's for the team captain, January would be Sting. February would be Bruno San Martino. March would be Roddy Roddy Piper. April is The Rock. May is Dusty Rhodes. June is Hulk Hogan. July is John Cena. August is Ric Flair. September is Triple H. October is Steve Austin. November is Harley Race. And December is the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. There's your team captains right there. And I'm going to start from 31 on up to number one. This is a long, this is a pretty good list, and you might like this. Number 31 is Andre the Giant. Number 30 is Jake the Snake Roberts. Number 29 is Magnum TA. 
Number 28 is The Undertaker. Number 27 is CM Punk. Number 26 is Paul Orndorff. Number 25 is Booker T. Number 24 is The Big Show. Number 23 is Rey Mysterio. Number 22 is DDP. Number 21 is Daniel Bryan. Number 20 is Kurt Henning. Number 19 is Ricky Steamboat. Number 18 is Randy Savage. Number 17, like we said, was Edge. Number 16 was Bret Hart. Number 15 is Barry Windham. Number 14 is AJ Styles. Number 13 is Eddie Guerrero. Number 12 is Chris Jericho. Number 11 is Sid Vicious. Number 10 is Randy Orton. Number 9 is Lex Luger. Number 8 is RVD. Number 7 is Shawn Michaels. Number 6 is Goldberg. Number 5 is Kurt Angle. Number 4 is The Ultimate Warrior. Number 3 is Mick Foley. Number 2 is Samoa Joe. And number 1 is Vader. So they have, they have those. The tag teams are, uh, are as follows. A is New Age Outlaws. B is Natural Disasters. C is Midnight Express. D is the Freebirds team of Michael Hayes and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. E is the Steiner Brothers. F is the Nasty Boys. G is the British Bulldogs. H is the Hardys. I is Demolition. J is uh, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. K is Carlito and Primo. L is the Rock and Roll Express. M is Beer Money. Michelle was happy when I told her this uh, last. I told her this list last night. She was thrilled whenever her, her tag team, the tag team, and her on her Survivor Series team was Beer Money. She was ecstatic. <laughs> N is uh, Paul London and Brian Kendrick. O is the Bushwhackers. P is the Shield duo of Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Q is, is APA. R is the Outsiders. S is the Dudleys or Team 3D, whichever you want to call them. T is the Road Warriors. U is the Nick, is Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik. V is the Usos. W is the Powers of Pain. <clears throat> Let's see. X is the Wild Samoans. Y is the duo of Owen Hart and Yokozuna. And Z is Strike Force. And one more list here. Of course, if this is the last initial here. Letter A is Seamus. Letter B is Goldust. C is Stevie Ray. D is Bob Backlund. E is Nikita Koloff. F is Tommy Dreamer. G is The Miz. H is Bam Bam Bigelow. I is Haku. J is Kofi Kingston. K is Rikishi. L is Santino Morella. M is X-Pac. N is Dean Ambrose. O is Buff Bagwell. P is Mark Henry. Q is Virgil. R is Kane. S, like we said for you, is Christian. T is Dolph Ziggler. U is Paul Roma. V is, was Brian Tillman. W is Jim Neidhart. X is Doink the Clown. Y is Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And Z is Marty Jannetty. So there you go. There's there's that list. And I'd also see, Gerard, we have another uh, another one, another member of the Fat Five that's all gone into the chat box. Here it is, Mr. Ratson, Ralph Atkinson. Uh, Ralph, uh, good evening, sir. Welcome to the Revolution. Of course, this is Chad right here, and i got Gerard on here with me. And John's here on the chat box. So what, good to have you on here, sir. And uh, let me see. So we still got an hour here, so we'll talk. We'll talk about one more thing about the Undertaker. Uh, let me see. Uh, and Ralph said it was glad to be back. Okay. <laughs> um, one thing is the. You have to also keep in mind. Undertaker has some great has some has had some great personas over the years, Gerard. I'm sure you would agree with that. 
of course, majority of, of course, having to, of course, do with being the, the dead man. Of course, he was involved in the Ministry of Darkness. Of course, for a little while, he did the the uh, the the biker routine. Of course, Dead Man Inc. right there. Uh, and then, of course, he went back to the Dead Man persona. He started changing that throughout the last uh, last last uh, few years. Ever since he started doing that again, uh, Gerard, your overall opinion, sir, which, which persona the Undertaker was 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 in your opinion the best one that he ever had? Gerard, are you on, sir? I think Gerard stepped away. We'll come back to him here shortly. Um, uh, John and Ralph, your overall opinions are the same question that I asked Gerard. Um, uh, Out of all of the personas the Undertaker has ever known with having, which one, in your personal opinion, was the best one in your minds? Yes, I remember the, the black and purple persona. Yes, I do remember this. Gerard, have you made it back on, sir? Well, you probably you probably found some old matches of his, and you you probably started liking it through watching that John Bosley. The Lord of Darkness persona, yes, I do remember that. That was a that was a sweet persona too, to say the least. Me personally. Uh, all of them were great. And it's made, it made the Undertaker who he was. The uh, one that you know some some people did did like because it was really he was trying to pretty much express himself, you know, in in you know in, in real life and all. And that was the biker persona, and I kind of enjoyed I kind of enjoyed him, you know, especially coming out to the ring in the motorcycle or whether it was raw. Or SmackDown, or the pay-per-views. I thought it was. I thought it was 100% awesome. I thought it was great. Um, um, of course, a lot of people. I thought at one point that during during his Deadman persona, he was going to come out in a motorcycle as well. But he's not. He's he hasn't done that yet, from what I've noticed. But um, <clears throat> but that would be interesting to see. Uh, Gerard, have you made it back, sir? Yeah, I have. Okay. What I was asking is that. I'm sure you probably noticed over the years that Undertaker has gone through several different personas. Um, I mentioned a lot of them, of course, here when he made his debut to, of course, uh, the Ministry of Darkness uh, persona for a while, the Lord of Darkness. Of course, even doing the biker routine for a short period of time and going back to the Dead Man uh, gimmick and all. Your 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 take, Gerard, which, which persona in your mind was was in your mind was considered probably the best one he ever did. I have to say the Undertaker one, um, like when he first started. Uh but I have to agree with you, the 
biker one was pretty good to see him do to change it up a little bit. Uh, I never thought he would like change. I thought he was going to stay like that for like ever. But when I seen him do that, it was kind of cool to see him right. change. Uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. I can't believe he uh, been around for 25 years. That's pretty crazy. Yes, it is indeed. Uh, of course, uh, as we mentioned, of course, his very first manager was was in fact Brother Love. Before, not too long afterwards, he he uh, uh, turned over the man the turned t- turned over the uh, handling. Of, I guess you say the handling of the Undertaker over to Paul Bear, and I think it really kicked off a lot. Uh, kicked off in the high gear a whole lot further once Paul Bear was in his corner. So, uh, <clears throat> but um, but of course, like I said, I mean, regardless of whichever one he did, I mean, like I said, he 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 made it his. My personal opinion. I mean, he was. I mean, it's almost as if he never really changed at all. My personal opinion. So, but uh, right, right, but uh, but like I said. Uh, one thing I, I would thought one time they would do, which would be kind of cool, that after he did the, you know, after he went back doing the Dead Man thing, you know, the the actual Undertaker, and I, I would be kind of cool if he came out to the ring like that in a motor, on a motorcycle one more time, but do it as the actual Dead Man persona. That would be kind of cool. I would love yeah, to. Yeah, would be. Yeah. I mean, that that got the motorcycle and all cool effects and all that stuff, man, he'd be man, he'd be uh he'd be good to go. <laughs> but uh but uh but like I said, I mean even the come out like there with the even him coming out on it with the smoke out as well, it'd be great. <laughs> I mean it'd just be great. Uh uh, John and Ralph, is there anything else you wanted to add on The Undertaker? Oh, John's got something. Uh, John, bring it on, sir. We'll, we'll talk about it, please. And and Ralph said he has he does not have anything at the moment. Okay, but John, if you got something else, oh yeah, oh oh yeah, Gerard, I'm sure you remember this. Of course, the feud with Kane. Yes, 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 yes. <clears throat> um, I'm sure you would agree, Gerard. This started really at during the Hell in a Cell match, the very first one between Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at Bad Blood '97. When all of a sudden Paul Bear appeared with Kane, and he ripped the door off right off the cell, went into the ring, and <clears throat> uh, the flames shot up right there in the shot up right there, and gave Undertaker a tombstone, and uh, Shawn and Shawn Michaels ended up getting was credited with the win, but, uh, but of course that's how the really the feud really got started and. 
even uh, even as it went so far as I think the Royal Rumble '98 set the casket on fire, and he wasn't seen again until not too long before WrestleMania. Uh, mm-hmm. He he had vowed not to fight Kane at all, but Undertaker was just pushed way too far, and just went right and they just went right to town. And WrestleMania 14. To me, you know, Undertaker won the match. He took out a whole lot of, took a whole lot of it out of the Undertaker. You know, that fighting his brother like that, in my personal opinion. Um, but uh, of course, I remember the first ever Inferno match was formed during this feud. And the pay per view where that happened, Gerard, is right. It was right near my neck of the woods down here. I remember that. And in your house, at Unforgiven, I believe it was. I'm not mistaken. Uh, that was the first. That was the first time. I, that was the first time the first ever Inferno match um, was credited with uh, <clears throat> with with happening. Was right there at that pay per view. Uh, but of course, everyone remembers what happened. Undertaker came in that fight outside. Even Undertaker got a couple of cheap good shots in on Paul Bear. Uh, uh, Undertaker, uh, I think, bopped Kane with a chair, and then Kane backed into the flames, and then his arm caught on fire, and then boom. Undertaker ends up winning the match there. That went on for quite some time, and eventually, you know, they uh, decided to team up with each other on numerous occasions. Of course, we saw the early days of the Brothers of Destruction. And uh, Gerard, your overall take on the Undertaker's feud with Kane? Um, I liked it. Uh, it was. Uh... Interesting at the time because, uh, you know, they needed something to spark interest, and uh, that did it. Um, I don't know, coming, like, up, they're saying that maybe Undertaker will team up with Kane. Uh, maybe to end it, maybe, you know, they should uh, have a feud or something. Sure. That would be interesting to see. I mean, uh, of course, there. Um, you know, this is probably one of his, one of his uh, next to last big events that he'll probably end up being a part of this year. Um, uh, I would have thought though they would have. Uh, now we and now we quote we talked about this the other night too, Gerard. That you know the the situation with uh, you know why the why the Undertaker involved in just a plain tag team match and not in an elimination Survivor Series match like he was 25 years ago. And it was thrown around back and forth. And one, and one thing that I had mentioned about it, and I'll get your take on this, is probably because the Undertaker felt that he could could not really maybe go up against the Wyatts in a that style of match or something of that effect. I mean, it's just been a theory. Um, but... But it was kind of odd though. What if you started that way? Why not end it that way? But that it might be the Undertaker's call on that. I'm not even sure. Right. Um, yeah, that kind of ticked me off too. I thought he should have been. A, but the thing is, they'd have to find two more partners or three more partners, and then the Wyatt family would have to find a partner as well if they're doing a five-on-five which I think they should have did because uh, I always liked the five-on-five myself. I didn't like when they switched to the four-on-four. 
Certainly, certainly. But yeah, the but the five man teams and all, all that really made Survivor Series what it was, in my personal opinion. But um, they actually kind of did. They brought they, they would only have instead of having like a whole like majority of the matches being these matches, they won't have like one or two of them being, you know, this uh, this style, and. They almost started watering down Survivor Series down to a T if you really think about it. And um, I mean, it's been one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. I will say that. Uh, Mine is SummerSlam, but everybody knows why. So. <laughs> but. Um, <clears throat> Um, uh, yeah, well, oh yeah, but, uh, well of course it falls on your birthday. Yes, that that's true. I mean, uh, but of course like I said, you got you got to do like the main four. Um, um of course Royal Rumble, like I said WrestleMania, SummerSlam and Survivor Series. I mean, that's been your main four for all this time. So, um, but it's just kind of but of course like I said with it uh, being a <clears throat> Of course, this year, like I said, this year's Survivor Series, each each pay per view would have a little bit of significance, to say the least. Uh, but um, but you know that's uh, this year, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping you know they want to you know make Survivor this Survivor Series you know the best one ever, and of course going into it and all. Uh, you know, Raw and SmackDown, you know, it hasn't really been up living up to uh but uh <clears throat> but uh, they need like I said some they needed something you know to really hype up, you know, this this Sunday Survivor series and of course uh, we heard earlier in the week that the raw ratings were not that great. Um and then of course I don't know and Gerard, I definitely wanna get your take on this. I thank everyone for talking about, like I said, our Wrestling Revisited segment here tonight. I'm sure you heard about what happened at the end of this past Monday Night's Raw, the situation involving Paige and Charlotte. Uh, um, Paige brought up something concerning uh, Charlotte's late brother, uh, Reed, of course, son of Nature Boy Ric Flair. Um, of course, even uh, Charlotte's mother even, tweet, even tweeted something to say it was Downright disgusting. Uh, Rick Flair, of course, obviously was not happy about it either. Um, what is your take on the situation involving the comments made by Paige towards Charlotte at the end of uh, Raw Monday Night? Well, I am a heel, so uh, um, it was. It was something to get uh, the fans riled up and Charlotte, so uh, it was uh, like, uh, I don't know, like, was, like everybody wants the attitude air back, but then when Paige said that, uh, people were, like, all uh, offended, and, uh, like, every time... WWE tries to do something that pushes the line. Yeah. Uh, all the fans uh, freak out. So, like, you can never have the attitude back because 
the fans, they want this stuff, and then when you show it, they, like, freak out. So, um, I thought it, it gathered heat. Uh, Charlotte knew about it, so, uh, um, no one else did, I guess, but I guess they didn't want to maybe tell people about it because to leak it out, maybe, but, uh, they do stuff, and there's stuff it has been done, like, through the years, like, uh, can't remember some of the stuff that's been, uh, done, but there's been some risky stuff done, and, uh, it's heel, it's heel mode, uh, that's what they do, they, uh, you do it to, uh, piss the fans off, to piss off, uh, the face, and, uh, it works, and, uh, but, uh, you know, they, did they cross the line? Maybe, but, uh, you have to do that sometimes to, uh, but you always get, like, people involved in it. Uh, somebody, Charlotte must have said it was okay, maybe she should ask Rick, but, uh, I guess she didn't, but, uh, Randy Orton's done it, I think, maybe, you know, Triple H, you know, sure. uh, some people have done it before. I think it, uh, they should push more limits, but, there's a lot of fans freaking out about it, so uh, maybe that's what WWE needs a little more to push the envelope, um, get stuff going, uh, you know, get the ratings up, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, um, and while we were all talking about this earlier in the week as well, I mean, do, do you... Is there any particular party you would blame? I mean, it was mentioned like Vince McMahon, uh, Stephanie, Triple H, the writers, even Paige herself. Uh, you know, I mean, do you place any blame on any particular person or group for 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 for, for this comment coming out? Um, I think it went all all through the chambers. So, uh, like somebody told Paige to do it or Paige said to do it and then uh, I don't know who you I don't know no one gets punished for it because uh, I know it's uh, crossing the line but that's sometimes you have to do that to get the the heel heat um, and everybody's freaking out about it it's only storyline Paige and Charlotte are probably good friends so uh you know, uh, you gotta you gotta know where to draw the line in the fans, because uh, uh, you know, like Seth and Roman when I beat the crap out of each other, or Seth and Dean, they're like friends backstage. So uh, you have to know where to uh, draw the line as uh, a fan. Like you gotta know the stuff that happens. If someone goes out there and calls somebody something, it's a storyline. It's uh, to get heat. It's to get the fans drawn in to say, oh, that guy's a a bad guy. And that's what they want, and that's what they got. So, Right. So uh, does this kind of put, uh, you know, got to ask you this, though, of course, the, mat- the deepest match at, Divas title match at Survivor Series between Paige and Charlotte. Does this kind of fire up uh, 
Paige or Charlotte or both going into this match? Uh, it should fire up Charlotte. That's what it, it the comment was for. It was to fire up her. And uh, she talked about it. You know, she got in, you know, she started, uh, got in WWE for Reed. And uh, she's going to do this for Reed. So, yeah, it should fire up. Charlotte, that's shouldn't fire up the heel, it should fire up the face. That's what right. the comments is about. I'll be right back. No problem, yeah. Thank you very much, Gerard. Uh, very good, good, very good insight here to say the least. Uh, mm. uh, but uh, of course, uh, this is going to be a very, of course, one of the big time matches for Survivor Series 2015. Um, uh, but but certainly, this is this is going this is going to be a good one to say the least. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is the Mothership broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, WWS Revolution. I'm of course Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line with you here tonight, getting all fired up and all ready for this Sunday Survivor Series 2015. Of course, happening here on the WWE Network. <clears throat> of course, of course, highlight of, highlight of the show. We've been talking about it. Uh, this Sunday will be 25 years since the Undertaker made his WWE debut. And, of course, he will be involved in a tag team match teaming up with Kane to take on uh, Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. And, uh, <clears throat> but, um, but, of course, this is also going to be an excellent match. Say, at least I'm sure we'll be surprised if the rest of the Wyatt family try to get involved in this match. But uh, nonetheless, it should be a pretty interesting one, to say the least. Uh, of course, it was also announced that a, that a actual Survivor Series elimination match would be taking place, but that uh, we don't know who the participants for each team will be. Uh, but nonetheless, it ought to be a good one. Nonetheless, of course, also mentioned, thanks to Gerard here earlier tonight, that Dolph Ziggler will take on uh, Prince Pretty, Tyler Breeze, of course, making his, I think, first official run in a, in a big-time WWE pay-per-view environment for, since moving up from NXT. Uh, but uh, and like we also said before, the Divas title match, Paige versus Charlotte. Um, also, of course, the finals of the WWE uh, Heavyweight Championship Tournament. Of course, this tournament was held after Seth Rollins got injured while they were wrestling overseas. And uh, it's going to be hard to say who is going to be involved in this sort. Of, who's going to be, you know, the, <clears throat> the, the, the hard to predict the winner in this. I mean, some people are leaning towards Roman Reigns. Some people are leaning towards Dean Ambrose. This is going to be kind of hard to say here, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, nonetheless, here it all will be a very epic match with, uh, from the big-time proportions. I mean, brother versus brother, friend versus friend. But, of course, what what's at stake in the meantime, obviously, is the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So, of course, this is going to be one to remember here. The 25 years of Undertaker this, this Sunday, of course, 2015 Survivor Series right here on the WWE Network. <clears throat> Of course, like I said, uh, of course, joining me on the line here tonight, uh, we uh, had King NWOGTS, Gerard T. Smith. Of course, as I mentioned before, Gerard is a 2014 WWS Hall of Famer, uh, the host of Attitude Radio every Saturday night at 9, right here on TalkShoot.com, part of the Fast Five that brings you Raw Radio every Monday afternoon at 3, right here on TalkShoot.com, <clears throat> as well as a dual title holder here, in WWS and also, like we said, the mainstay of the WWS radio network. Uh, 
Of course, you also can hear him on Revolution and Wolfpack during the week as well, giving his uh, thoughts and opinions on every single little wrestling topic that we have to have to offer. And of course, also the two more members of the Fat Five uh, Raw Radio team is on the chat box here tonight: the Human Two Place Machine, John Gross, and Mr. Rasslin, Ralph Atkinson. <clears throat> uh, Gerard, have you made it back on, sir? Yes, I have. Yes, indeed. He's all prepped and set and ready to go here. Uh, uh, well, Gerard, we have about maybe a little bit more than 30 minutes, or about 35 minutes here. So let's go ahead and do our old standby here in the radio network. And I'm sure you, you, you've actually missed you, you've missed doing this as well, of course. And I'm referring to wild and wicked fantasy matchups. So, uh, Gerard, I will of course let you proceed first, and then uh, John, you can go, and then Ralph, you can go, and then I will go last. So, uh, Gerard, my man, bring it to us. Let's see what you got. Gerard, are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're you're probably you're probably thinking of, thinking about a pretty interesting match here. <laughs> Conan taking on Polisto here. Very great, great match here to say the least. Battle of two, of course, infamous Mex- uh, Mexican superstars here in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, 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 Ralph and John, be thinking about who you think would win this match here. Uh, Conan taking on Polisto. Uh, Gerard, your thoughts on, on your match here, please, sir. K Dog. Okay, uh, and I'll have to probably say K Dog on that as well. He's does a very as Greg Valentine used to say, one tough hombre. <laughs> yes, indeed. And Ralph is saying K Dog will put put the win here, put, put would win the match here. And John is actually saying that he'd hate to say this, but it's Kalista who would pull the win off in this. <clears throat> uh, John and Ralph, uh, go ahead and be coming up with your matches, and we'll go ahead and talk about them as well. Okay, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, uh, Gerard, you you definitely would love this match here. He's got an eight man. John has a eight man Survivor Series elimination style match. And first off, he says Team Cena, which can which would consist of John Cena, Randy Orton, Dolph Ziggler, and Dean Ambrose. Take oh boy, he's got <laughs> you. You love this. Versus Team NWO, Kevin Nash, X-Pac, Scott Hall, and the Giant. 
Who did that match? John did. Oh, yeah, John. It's Team NWO. And Ralph would agree with you. Ralph and John both agree with you there, Gerard, and I'll have to say the same thing. Uh, <clears throat> because it's two what, Gerard, by the way? Sweet! <laughs> yes, sir. And John says, and it's for life. Yeah, you got that right. And John actually, I think this is in honor of you here, Jory. He says, Scott Hall is the sole survivor defeating Dolph Ziggler with the Outsider's Edge. It sounds great to me. <laughs> oh, and Ralph here, uh, Gerard, has mixed up uh, two tag teams and put their put um, has kind of separated two tag teams and put their partners with the other partner. I'm, I'm, and I'll this might better explain it. Let me go ahead and tell you what the match is. Road Warrior Animal teaming up with Demolition Axe versus Demolition Smash and Road Warrior Hawk. What? He took the Legion of Doom and Demolition, and he put he swapped partners. Pretty much is what he did. Oh, okay. Yeah, he put Animal with Axe and Smash with Hawk. Uh, Gerard, your your takes on this match? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Smash and. Hawk and say, what a rush. <laughs> and John is actually saying it would be a draw. It's kind of hard to predict who would win this, in his opinion. Uh, Ralph, your thoughts on your match here, bud? Who do you think would pull off the, the win in your match? He thinks that Animal and Axe would pull the win off in this. But, Gerard, I'll have to say the same thing here. I'll have to say Smash and Hawk would pull the win off here. So, <clears throat> interesting match there, John, by all means. Absolutely. Uh, well, I guess it's my turn here. and Let me see what we've got here. Let me see what i got here. Hmm. Hmm. If I can cook up something here. Hmm. You know what? I think I'll do a... Oh, I got it. I got it. I'll do also do an eight-man Survivor Series elimination style. But what it will be it will consist of four tag teams, two new tag teams, and two classic tag teams. That might sound interesting. <clears throat> the first, The first four men will be... Let's see. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. It will be the Rockers teaming up with the Usos. And their partners will be Oh, yeah. 
Edge and Christian, and the Vault Villains. Gerard, your thoughts on this match? Edging Christian and the VOD Villains. Oh, sounds good there. Okay, and I'll have to say the same thing myself there, bud. And Ralph is saying that the Rockers and the Usos have put a win off in this. And, John, who do you think will put a win off in this match? And John's going with the same thing. He's saying the Rockers and the Usos just put a win off in this. Uh, great matches here, guys, so far here. We got we got 25 more minutes to go here. We can do uh, we can serve up more, one more round there, Gerard. I'm sure you're always ready for that, right? But <laughs> one more round, yeah, it sounds good to me. Absolutely. And so, Gerard, my friend, serve it to us one more time. Bring it to us. All right, I'm gonna do. Five on five Survivor Series matchup. I'm going to do, well, of course, it's no surprise, the Outsiders on a team with Don't You Dare Be Sour. So it's <laughs> a new day NWO team. They're going to be against. Dudley Boys, the Usos, and Neville. Ooh, so the Outsiders and the and the current tag team champions, the New Day, team up against. <clears throat> we'll see. We'll let's see. We'll team up against. Uh, you said uh, Neville, the Usos, and the Dudley Boys. Ooh, excellent, excellent here. You're a great match here, but a great match. Uh, Gerard, your overall thoughts on your on your five on your five on five Survivor Series match. Um well you all know who I'm gonna pick. I'm <laughs> going to pick clap, clap, clap. It's a new NWO day. <laughs> I would have to I would have to say the same thing. Uh and John says, I think I know who's going to win. I'm not going to like this, but I'm going with the Outsiders in the New Day. He said he likes the out. John says he likes the Outsiders, but he doesn't like the New Day. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Ralph, your thoughts on who would win this? Who would win this uh, five on five? And Ralph is going with us, Gerard. He's he's picking the side of the outsiders and the new and the new day as well. So, great match here, Gerard. Uh, always a great match. We all that you and everybody else comes up with absolutely. Uh, John and Ralph be thinking of another match here, <clears throat> and we'll talk about it. And while they do that, I'll take care of this one more time. 
Call ID 138055-POUND. You're listening to the Mothership Broadcast of the WSWS Radio Network, WSWS Revolution. I'm, of course, Mr. WSWS. Chad Hinshaw back on the line with you one more time here uh, uh, tonight, this week, what have you. (laughs) And and join me also on the line here, making his triumphant return to the radio network airwaves. a 2014 Hall of Famer, a dual title holder in WWUS, as well as host of Attitude Radio every Saturday night at 9 right here on TalkShow.com, the newest member of the Raw Radio Fat Five, of course, every Monday afternoon at 3 right here on TalkShow.com, and, of course, the ultimate mainstay here in the WWS radio network. I give you King NWO, once again, GTS, Gerard T. Smith. And remember, that GTS will not make you go to sleep. <laughs> yes. And, and and also join us, uh, us here tonight, of course, on the chat box here, two more members of the Raw Radio Fat Five, the human suplex machine, John Gross, and Mr. Rasslin, Ralph Atkinson. Uh, John Gerard's already got another interesting match here. I think, I think I know what your prediction would be on this, but I'm going to read out the match. It will be the current Intercontinental Champion, KO himself, Kevin Owens, going up against the junkyard dog. Gerard, your thoughts on this match? Well, we don't have to think, do we? It's <clears throat> pop up powerbomb. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh the pop up power bomb goes up against the big thump. I think that's what his move was. And Ralph says another one bite, another one bites the dust, and he's going with JYD to pull the win off of this. And John is going saying the same thing. He says Kevin Owens would win this match. And believe it or not, guys, of course y'all not going to y'all, y'all going to be surprised when I say this. I'm going to call this a draw. This is too good of a match. This is too good of a match right here. But uh, <clears throat> KO and the JYD, my goodness. Uh, great match there, John, by the way. Excellent. Uh, Ralph, one, one more match to go around here, please. Just bring it here to us, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, Ralph, if you got another match for us, bud, go ahead and bring it to us, and we'll and like I said, we will talk about it. I'm sure he's coming up with one right now. That's probably why he hadn't popped back on here yet. <laughs> of course, Gerard, while you were gone, I was just running down running down the card for uh, uh, this Sunday Survivor Series. Of course, as you talked about earlier, the uh, of course there will be a a Survivor Series tag team match. 
elimination match. We don't know who the participants are in this, but I'm sure it will be a good one. Uh, Prince Pretty, Tyler Breeze, will take home Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Paige versus Charlotte, of course, for the Divas Championship. And then, of course, the, we should say, the finals of the WWE Championship tournament. We get to see a brand-new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. So, and, of course, Undertaker and Kane taking on uh, Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. So, it'll be a pretty good one this year. Yes, it should. But uh, any any thoughts as to who you think will might pick up the belt, or did you care to, to wait on that uh, prediction? I'll wait till Sunday. Okay, he wants to keep everyone in suspense. He wants to he wants to save the surprise. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, Ralph, did you have another match here, bud? we got, like I said, plenty of time for you if you have another one to pop up here. Okay, here here we go. Here we go. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> He's got beautiful Bobby and Stan Lane with James E. Cornette versus Dennis Condry and Randy Rose with Paul E. Dangerously in a Midnight Express versus the new Midnight Express rematch in a rematch. So the two versions of the Midnight Express he's got here, pretty much. One with Jim, with Jim Cornette in, in, in their corner, and the other with Paul E. Dangerously, or, of course, Paul Heyman in, in their corner as well. Uh, Gerard, your thoughts on this Midnight Express versus Midnight Express tag match? I'll have to go with the original Midnight Express. I would have to agree with that. Uh John and Ralph, your thoughts on this uh, this tag team match, the original Midnight Express versus the new Midnight Express? And John's also John's going with the original. And Ralph said that he's also saying the original. So he was watching that feud the other night and thought he thought he would use this match again. So I guess he was trying to say, you know, like a pretty much like a little rematch between these two teams. I think they met before, uh, but um, <clears throat> but he was talking about what it would be like if they wrestled one more time. Um, and let's see here. And let's see. Hmm, let's see. Ooh, 
coming up with them is always the toughest. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay, okay. I got it. I got it. Let's put. I don't know if they actually did this at a Survivor Series at all, but I'm going to do this one one more time. I'm going to do an eight-man Survivor Series tag team match, and I'm going to put Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and the New Age Outlaws, D-Generation X on one side. And on the other side, I'm going to put... Yes. Two of the best... Best high flying teams of all time, and that is, of course, the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian. And before we get your prediction here, Gerard, I see that we have another addition here to the call here tonight. It is the the the, the man behind the mic of Raw Radio every Monday afternoon at three, right here on TalkShow.com, and one third of the team that now brings you WWS Indie Outlook every Monday evening from seven to nine on TalkShow.com. It is the Iceman, J.D., Jared DiGirolamo. Uh J.D., welcome to the Friday edition of The Revolution. Well, it's tough hearing you guys, but I'm doing fine, guys. Thanks a lot. Uh, it was light up night here tonight in Pittsburgh. It was a crazy night. I mean, first night of the holiday season, we had a fireworks show. The lighting of the Christmas tree was a good night. It's still a little chilly out, but the fireworks show ended about 45 minutes ago, and I just left the bar. I had a quick beer, and now I'm heading home. All right. Well, uh <laughs> Excellent, JD. Of course, we've been talking about. Uh, uh, of course, our um, uh, we finished off our wrestling revisited segment on the Undertaker, and uh, uh, just throwing out different topics out there. But Gerard had had you know a great one talking about the match at WrestleMania 11 with, uh, of course, Kama stealing the urn and melting it to make jewelry and all that good stuff. Uh, and also here, uh, uh, of course, talking about you know hyping up uh, th- this Sunday Survivor Series and. And, of course, now we're doing this to several Wild and Wicked Fantasy matchups. Uh, Gerard, J.D. has made it on here with us, sir, bud. Hey, J.D. Hey, G-Money, what's going on? I just had a beer in your honor, sir. Oh, nice. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. tomorrow I will be with the old lady and my buddy and I. We're going to the college football game, our Pitt and Louisville. Oh, old lady. Oh, Lord, Albert. Gerard, J.D.'s getting ahead of the game here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got four tickets to the game. Me, her, my friend, and his buddy are going. The four of us are going tomorrow. So it's supposed to be nice tomorrow. It's going to be in the 50s. And then it's going to be like 38, 40, it's going to be chilly. And then it's going to be a little chilly for a few days before it starts warming back up next week for Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, well, well you're, 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 you're technically the ice man tonight here there, bud. So, uh <laughs> Uh, you sound like you're kind of shivering there outside, out there. You're it's a little chilly right now. It's in, it's a little in the 30s and 40s. It's in the mid-30s. It's going to drop overnight, but right now I'm just walking as we speak while I'm talking to you guys. As I'm leaving, as I left the bar just now, and I'm heading home now. Oh, well, we definitely do appreciate there, J.D. And like I said, we definitely don't want you to freeze to death now, but we want you to get inside and get toasty warm there, buddy. Oh, I'll be toasty warm about two minutes once they get in my house, believe me. Absolutely. Well, we well, Bud. Well, you um, like I said, now we're looking forward to hear. You are not looking forward to hear from you on Sunday. And what's that? 
Are you are we looking are we are we looking for are Gerard and I going to be able to hear from you on Sunday? Oh yes, I'll try to make it on definitely for Sunday. Yes, I'll be at my buddy's house. We launch the pay per view, so I'll definitely call in before the show starts. Yes, absolutely. Well, 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 Bud, you sound like you need to go get warm. So you go on on ahead and do that, there, Bud. And uh, like I said, we'll we'll talk to you like I said Sunday evening right here for our Survivor Series uh, pre-show. All right, you guys have a good weekend, and Gerard, have a good show tomorrow night with Michelle on Attitude. Oh, okay. Well, enjoy your Saturday night. Anyway. It should be a good Saturday with college football on and plenty of beer on standby. Yeah. You That's the way to do it. I will. Don't worry. I mean, they're expecting a pretty good crowd tomorrow. Like I said, I mean, it's the next last home game of the year for the Pittsburgh Panthers anyway. And with no uh, pro game this week and everything like that, how it's going to be kind of a low-key week. I mean, the high school semifinals were tonight and then the championship for next Saturday anyway. It's going to be crazy in town next week. I mean, Friday you got to last college game of the season, and then they still don't know what time that's going to be, and then you have four high school games down at the same place on Saturday. It's going to be crazy. That field's going to be so torn up and everything. Oh, my goodness. Well, yep. well but you, but you go in there and get warm. You go in there and get warm and get uh, um, um, and get settled in there, and uh, we'll actually we'll, we'll, Gerard and I will look forward to hearing from you on Sunday evening. All right, guys. Talk to you Sunday. Yeah. Yes, sir. Take care. Have a good night. And that was, of course, the Iceman, J.D., Jerry Geronimo. Of course, uh, he'll be back with Gerard and myself here this uh, Sunday evening for our Survivor Series pre-show. Uh, getting back to our, uh, to my, of course, our my Survivor Series elimination match, of course, I got, uh, tri- uh, let's see, who did I have? Yes, I had uh, <clears throat> Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and the New Edge Outlaws. Of course, DX taking on the Hardys and Edge and Christian. Ralph and John have both said DX to pull the win off in this. Uh, Gerard, your thoughts on this? Uh, the Hardys and, and Edge and Christian versus DX. Uh, DX. And as much as I hate to go against my Carolina boys, I'll have to do the same. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to say the same thing. I'll have to say. I'll have to say DX as well. But, uh, uh, gentlemen, here we got about like nine, nine more minutes to go here, uh, <clears throat> right here on the show. Uh, just want to throw out a couple of quick things here before we, before we end, before, uh, we end the show. Gerard, did you have any final wrestling thoughts before we end the show tonight? Um, no, I do not. Okay. Uh, John and Ralph, anything else you wanted to add before, uh, the show, before the show was, the show goes is off the air tonight? John says he has no thoughts. Uh, but I will go ahead and throw out, at, throw out at you while we're waiting to hear from Ralph. I will go ahead and throw out at you that, uh, <clears throat> that uh, of course, uh, if you ever want to listen to any of, any of the uh, uh, past shows here in the WCBS Radio Network, of course, Revolution, uh, Wolfpack, Attitude Radio, Raw Radio, and, of course, now even our the debut episode of Indie Outlook. Of course, now there are... We should say now three things, three ways you can do that. First way, of course, is going to talkshoe.com. Type in one three eight zero five five for Revolution, one three eight five two one for Wolfpack, one three eight nine eight two for Attitude Radio, and one three eight seven four four for Raw Radio. Of course, now for Indie Outlook is one three nine eight six three. If you care to listen to anything, listen to the best in wrestling talk. Myself, Gerard, Michelle, 
Jeff, Rhonda, JML, J, uh, JD, John, uh, Gregory, and anybody else that comes on and speaks, uh, please feel please uh, like I said, li- li- listen in, and uh, you'll be amazed at everything that we had to say about the world of professional wrestling. Uh, <clears throat> also, uh, John is wishing us good night. Ralph has no other further wrestling thoughts. Also, the, another way is of course the WWS Radio Archives page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCBS Radio History. You can go ahead and click on a link to any of the past episodes on there and listen to it that way. Or, of course, um, uh, uh, SoundCloud is is now uh, is is now um, featuring is now featuring the shows of the radio network. Uh, just look for WCBS Radio Network in SoundCloud, and you'll be able to pull you'll be able to pull up. I think we have like one or two episodes on it already. And you'll be able to pull up some uh, some past uh, listening listening of that as well. So I definitely want to thank, like I say, King and WOGTS Gerard T. Smith for coming up for making his return and coming back on with us here tonight. Of course, Gerard, by all means, thank you very much for all the fantasy matchups and all the good wrestling discussion, and definitely for all the wrestling news you provide us with us here tonight. Uh, Human Suplex Machine John Gross uh, has already left the line, but I thank him for the wrestling history and birthdays. Of course, we got a triple threat of that. Of course, with tonight and tomorrow, and also Sunday, <clears throat> and also Mr. Rass and Ralph Atkinson. Uh, of course, thank you very much sir, for coming on the line with us. Be sure to catch us this Sunday evening at six o'clock for a special edition of WWS Revolution as we preview WWE Survivor Series 2015. Of course, 25 years of Undertaker. Of course, 25 years on Sunday since he debuted in the WWE. Uh, matches have gone through like so. I'll be a, I'll be, as Jr. Jr. Say Gerard, a barn burner, a slobber knocker. There you go. <laughs> so, I definitely hope that's the case. So for the for uh, of course King NWO GTS Gerard T. Smith, and also the Human Suplex Machine John Gross, uh, Mr. Rass and Ralph Agenson, and even though he was only on for about maybe about two three minutes, the Iceman J D Jerry Geramo. This is King and I mean. I'm getting ready to call. I'm going to use your nickname, Gerard, for me. I can't believe I said that. Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw, uh, thank you, Sam. Thank you so much for joining us here for the special, for the uh, WWS Revolution and Mothership broadcast. And as always, uh, this has uh, been a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, where it's for wrestling fans, by wrestling fans, and it is always your wrestling connection. Uh, Gerard, thank you so much. Take care, and we will talk to you Sunday evening at 6 right here on TalkShoe.com. Take care, see you in the ring, and God bless everybody.